0: You are now listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zaire. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zaire will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor. Block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started.
1: Welcome, friends. So glad that you've joined my fabulous audio engineer named Kibway Cooper. And if you have ever thought of starting a podcast, this is the man that you want to contact. So he is a guru podcaster. He has a whole plan for you that you can follow and learn how to do this or be like me and just pay him to do all the background work. And that's just, that's that's a really good way to go too. So anyway, we are on episode number 25 today of Build Up rain, one thought at a time, one block at a time, based upon the revolutionary, powerful work of Professor Reuven Feuerstein, an Israeli psychologist who identified these building blocks as the most foundational for all learning. So number 25 is a pretty simple one compared to some of the other ones. I hope you'll think so. It's called visual transporting or the ability to see something and copy it accurately. So it's a little bit of visual perception. It could be auditory as well to repeat something back. Somebody's just said, but he, Reuven decided to focus on the visual one and think about how important this is in the classroom. So when teachers write things up on the whiteboard or you even see it on the computer screen, can you remember it? Can you copy it down with pencil paper or type it again and get it accurately transported or transferred to a new location? So an example from my own life is I've always been very, very good at seeing how to spell a word and remembering it. I'm not so good with numbers. So if there's a phone number, I've got to always double check it because it's not unusual for me to have flipped a couple numbers. I won't flip letters, but I'll flip numbers. So you can imagine how important this one is for kiddos in a classroom. Now, if you're seeing any other visual issues like squinting, laying their, de- their head on the desk and only writing like lay- laying down on the side, they may be favoring one eye. You may want to go to a developmental optometrist. Uh, we only have one here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Dr. Carl Myers. We refer our clients to him. If you want to build this idea, this thinking skill of visual transporting with young children, real easy, start with playing games with them, like memory games. You know, there is a game called the memory game. So you would try, you'd turn over pictures one at a time, and as soon as you get two that match, you get to take them off the board. So playing that game with a two- or three-year-old, just narrow the number of cards. Maybe you only have six cards with three matches and see if they can remember where they saw that card, and then they get the match. Almost all of the games that we play with children board games card games dice games there is some visual transporting or visual memory that is involved so that's what we're trying to build here is the ability to remember things that we have seen and that usually is stronger for most people than things we hear We're not real good about hearing someone's name. We talked about that on on one of the other episodes where you can remember their face, but you don't remember what their name is. But usually things that we see, we do hold on to, but unless it's kind of complex or something you've never done before. Uh, So for example, with maybe a four-year-old, another Um, idea would be to draw a triangle and have them watch your hand move on the the paper and then have them try it. Can they see how you drew that triangle and can they repeat it? So they're going to visually carry and copy that shape that they watched you draw. But honestly, all types of games and drawing will build this idea of visual memory so play a lot of games with your children and even with young adults i'm that's one of the recommendations we make here at the Mindcap center parents will say oh do we have homework if our child comes here and and i'll say well guess what your homework's going to be you're going to have to have one night a week where you put all your cell phones turned off in a basket and you're going to pop popcorn or order a pizza and we want you to play games. Do you think you can handle that?" And so most families are really happy to hear that we advocate real 2 three-dimensional board games and strategy games where kids are getting their hands on things. Um, not that I'm against video games, uh, there's great skills that are built and many of them as well that are all visual, But it's the recreating that has to be done almost 3D with paper, pencil, blocks, and games that involve my hands getting in there and rebuilding things. So I'm wondering, Kibwe, did your family play a lot of games when you were a kid?
0: We did. There were a lot of us. And so all we did was play games.
1: (laughs) Ah, That's so cool. So what do you remember? Did you have any favorites?
0: Uh one of my favorite games to play was Monopoly. I was always very oh, good you're at Monopoly. Kidding.
1: Oh, so that's why you're a business guru because right. you I get it now.
0: Monopoly was mm-hmm. my favorite. Um chess was uh definitely uh, a really fun one. Um and then Uno. I mean we played yes. Uno a lot. And we played I it love from Uno. memory, like you would play a memory game and we also yeah. played it as, you know, the actual game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So who taught you chess?
0: Oh man. Uh my dad taught me chess. Um the yeah. moves. Yeah, my mm-hmm. dad taught me chess. Yeah.
1: Interesting. My dad taught me too. And I I wish I would have held on to it and built the strategy. But I kind of was impatient. I like games that played faster and chess was, you know, for me, too slow. Now I wish I played chess. And it's not too late. I could pick it up again. You know, could try that again. So chess is a fabulous game to teach children. So I'm glad you brought that one up because that is a real good one for this specific thinking skill because you have to learn the board. And you have to hold on to your plan of where you think you're going to move next. And you have to visually imagine that my night is going to go, you know, what is it? Up one and over two?
0: Uh, up two the and other, over one.
1: Over one. Thank you.
0: Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> so you have to LH. visualize that and then carry it out and make that night move two spots up and over so you're you're planning it holding it in your head and then actually implementing it on the board they have found a nice correlation between kids who play chess and math grades hmm. yeah that's very interesting Yeah. If you're a good chess player, you'll probably do well in math. They don't know if that's correlational or causative. There's no way to, that's a tough one. But um, there's been a lot of schools that have instituted chess clubs. I was a school principal. I think you knew that, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I was a school principal once upon a time. And I asked if I had any teachers that like chess and by golly I did so I found some funds and I bought chess sets and I said okay we're gonna have a chess club and I announced the day it was gonna start show up in the cafeteria after school and I think we had like 100 kids we were blown away with how many kids showed up it was crazy so my teachers had more kids than they knew what to do with but it was so cool it was really cool. That's amazing. Yeah, they got into it. I had to go out and buy more chess sets.
0: That's always good.
1: Yeah, that's good. So you can start a three or four year old with just maybe three or four chess pieces. You don't have to set all of them up. Like put the king and the queen and maybe the bishops and four pawns. That's a really good idea. And start just teaching, yeah, just a few moves at a time. And you can still play the game. You don't have to have all those pieces for, you know, um, a young child to remember. And you can get them rolling with chess. So highly recommend it. All right. Someday, kid boy, we'll have to have a chess game.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm with
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> all right my friends well that was visually carry so work at drawing with your children playing the memory game and of course as they get a little older can they copy words over from the board to a paper and get all those letters in order and words in a sentence in order pretty simple and straightforward and if possible have your children learn how to self evaluate their work. Instead of saying, Daddy, do I have this right? Mommy, is this right? Instead, turn that right around and ask, well, what do you think? Do you think it's right? So that's called mediation, which is the method of how we teach the Feuerstein method. We don't use direct instruction. We ask questions to help children become autonomous thinkers, meaning they think on their own. And you do that by good guided questions instead of always telling them what to do. You get them to think about it. So there you go. There is cognitive function building block number 25. Hope to see you on our next episode. Thank you, kid boy.
0: Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting to know more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mind-cap.org. That's www.mind-cap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. The specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a better brain. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.